All right, before we get started this week, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. As I was editing the episode on Abraham's promises, we talked about tithing. And I said, if you want to make $85,000 a year, you write a check for eight fifty a month. That's not right. The math on that's wrong. <laughs> so if you want to make $8,500 a month, write a check for eight fifty. that would come out a little bit more than 85000 a year. But either way, there's... I wanted to clear that up. So what? Here's here's the deal. Now that we got that uh, housekeeping out of the way, we are 25 weeks into this. We've covered 19 characters. Wow, 19 different people. 25 episodes. 19 different people. Good job, Blake. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> wasn't just me. Um, but what we've realized is that we are getting ready to go in the holiday season. I am actually when this episode posts, I will be on a plane. Flying to Kentucky to visit family. Nice. We what we're going to do is we're actually going to take some time off. We're going to spend some time with our family over the holidays, and um, you should too. Yep. We want you guys to do the same thing. What we're really hoping is that we will have some time to kind of plot out where we want to go when we come back after the first of the year. And if you have any suggestions, you could always send us an email. Absolutely. You know what it is. Yeah. You've heard it for twenty five episodes. Right. We're gonna give it. We're gonna give everybody a, a month or two to send us emails. So that send us notes. Give us some feedback. Suggestions. What would you like us to talk about? <laughs> Hopefully, we can incorporate that. We'll have some stuff. We're gonna. I know that we're gonna talk to Rich at some point about right. his book. Yep. Um, so we'll probably release a couple episodes here and there between now and then. But um, we are going to recap season one of Salt and Rock today. Oh man, um, twenty five episodes deep. What we did is we were kind of reminiscing and praying over how this has gone and and where we should go next. We realized that. 19 characters and 25 episodes that we have, you can sum up in about nine characteristics. And Which so, is awesome because we didn't plan that yeah, in we advance. I mean, we just happened upon it and we found great characteristics that fit the 18, 19, 18, 19 different people that we we did a little right. deep dive on. I So I would say that as a season one wrap up, we could call season one Allies. I would like that. And yeah, this, that's pretty good. This would be the nine characteristics that allies should look for. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So what's what's number one? Number one is controlling your emotions. Yeah. I think nowadays we we have a negative connotation, especially as guys, that emotions are a bad thing. Not necessarily true. I think emotions are part of being a healthy adult. Yeah. But being able to function in those emotions in a healthy way is really important. As we look back over the last 25 weeks, a couple people really stick out, either controlling their emotions or not controlling their emotions. Right. Yeah, I mean... And one of those, uh, the, probably the, the biggest would be Samson. He was very emotional. You saw it with in a couple different situations in his life. When the wife was given away, mm-hmm. he really oh, yeah. lost his temper. Lost his cool. Um, didn't, didn't control his emotions. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because it was... 300 foxes. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's emotions, you know? I mean, it's the way you deal with them. Yeah, you have to handle them. And you see that in other characters throughout the Bible. His emotions also, he had he had super strength and then uh, restoration through sacrifice. I mean, so that's right. that's building into his emotions as right. well. I mean, not just the, the side of, you know, catching these foxes on fire. I think a, another good example with... With Samson was after he defeated the Philistines. Right. The Philistines with the jawbone. Yeah. It was like, and now you're going to let me die of thirst. <laughs> like, 
little dramatic. A little, what is that, prima donna? Yeah, his, <laughs> his emotions got to him in that one. You know, we didn't talk about Moses. We mentioned him a little bit with Aaron, but Moses was bad with emotions too. Part of his history was that he murdered somebody because he let his emotions flare, let his temper flare. Right. It happens a lot. It's not just the people that we've spoken about in the last 25 weeks, but throughout the Bible, you see emotions as a, as a big thing. So as an ally, you really want to make sure that you keep those Definitely. in check, handle yeah. them well, walk through them healthily. And when you're not handling them, handling them well, reach out to an ally, man. I mean, just, right. you know, bounce that off of somebody else and see, like, uh, I know uh, in the past, you know, I'm going to refer back to some cornhole. You know, I mean, <laughs> I used to play competitive cornhole to the point to where it bothered me my emotions got in the way and then i had some brothers you know say hey buddy it's just a game and so since right. then my emotions towards cornhole has changed because yeah. i had a an ally right. in my life that was willing to say you don't have to act that way right you know and and not and not even just you don't have to act that way but bringing it up to the point that you say look at your actions right and is that yeah. the representation exactly that you give yeah um, is that who i want to show god through right right and the other the other character that we talked about in that situation is jonah all right. You know, Jonah was clearly racist <laughs> against the Ninevites. He was. His hatred for them was, yeah. And so he got those emotions in check when he finally repented and mm-hmm. he did what God asked. So Most definitely. You know, big, big key in allyship. Yep. Um, controlling your emotions. So what was number two? Boldness. Yeah. You see boldness in our most recent episode, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, right. They, oh, they stood without a doubt. And they, they even, even to the point that they said, even if God doesn't save us, we're, we're still not going to bow. Up. Exactly. We're, we're not going to bow. We believe in. <laughs> no uh, knee here. No taking a right. knee. And then if you go way back, Nathan, same, right. same concept. Yeah. Nathan had the boldness to go in to the king. Step out in David's and, sake. And yeah. was was smart about it. Yeah. You know, took the time to contemplate how he was going to approach David with it, but still was bold enough to go right. to him knowing that if he irritated him, could be right. the end of it. So having somebody in your corner that's willing to step out for you and also, uh, you know, stand up for you is a pretty nice ally to have. Right. And so as people are standing up for you, they may need to be accountable. Looking at that one, Nathan, he was an ally that he was there for you and he will hold you accountable for your stuff. I mean, he was willing to, he was willing to call David out on his stuff, man. Right. And you need that type of guy. Exactly. You know? And even as far as the accountability part of that, if you remember towards the end of David's life, Nathan approached him about his son trying to steal the throne right, from Solomon. <laughs> yeah. And so that was an accountability thing. He said, hey, are you going to let your son do this? Because that's not the son that you promised that's your wife. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, another, another good form of accountability. They were not going to bow, no. period. Yeah, they taking were ownership of their God. And yep. they were they were held to a higher standard from the minute they were introduced in Daniel, and they held themselves accountable to that the entire time. As an ally, not only are you, are you going to be required to hold your peers and your allies accountable, but you have to hold yourself accountable. Exactly. So, Most definitely. And that leads us into what? Building relationships. As allies, we have to we have to cultivate those relationships. We just had a Marco Polo where we uh, <laughs> it was good. We were reminded that it's easy for us to forget to reach out and stay connected with our brothers. So for anybody that's listening that's not aware, so there's like nine of us that are on a Marco Polo chain, and it's just called Just Us Guys. And we we reach out on a constant basis, and we just, you know, 
connect because us as men, we, we need that, uh, that connection with other men just to reach out and just say hi. I mean, even if it's just to say hi. Right. The Old Testament set that up through the David story with Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Um, they loved each other like brothers. They were super close, uber close. You know, they had that relationship that transcended blood. Jonathan was faithful to David even when his dad wasn't. Right. Um, went out of his way knowing that his, his dad, who had clear anger issues and was not controlling his emotions, right. could have easily killed his son. Right. Exactly. He stuck his neck out for David because of that connection that they had built. But then it's once again reiterated in the New Testament with Barnabas. Barnabas' entire life is about connection. You know, He not only helped train Paul when Paul first started out, but he, mm-hmm. he was the one that stuck his neck out to get Paul into the group. Right. Because everybody he, was afraid of Saul. He was about grooming, mentoring, and supporting other people around him, right. you know? I mean, but back to Jonathan real quick. We, we want to put men in our life that will make us grow emotionally and spiritually. We want that as well. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that Jonathan did for David. Yeah, they, I mean, inseparable. They right. had that deep emotional bond. Yeah. And that's the that's the beautiful thing about these nine things is we didn't plan this season to hit these nine points. I know. But as we, so even awesome. as we're going through and through them, we're seeing that they all tie together. Like they're they're all intertwined so well. It was an amazing revelation as we went through this. Uh, so the next thing that we can look at after relationships is faithfulness. And I think that builds on relationships. So as you build a relationship, you build faithfulness. And so within Jonathan, you know, friendships would be more than just superficial. They need to be deep and intimate, right. you know, so that builds faithfulness. So with when you build that connection, right, with right. somebody, it also builds the faithfulness that you know that that person's behind you right. and they're with you and they're standing with you and through you and for you right. and praying for you. Oh, yeah. Right. And I think that. If you were to really to boil down non-Christian relationships and you could really get to the root of why people that have friendships that last, if you could ask them what the biggest component of that is, I think that they would all say trust. Yeah. And trust and faithfulness is the same thing. It's just there's a little bit of the spirit tied in with faithfulness, I think. Amen. I think that Peter shows that, Jonathan shows that, Samson shows faithfulness. Right. If you look through almost all of these characters, you see that faithfulness in right. one or the other. But for me, Samson, I think we pointed it out, which was a revelation when we were talking about it. But Samson's biggest gift, I think, was faith. Right. And and that's, like I said, we mentioned it. But I think even beyond his strength, the faith side of it is really his his big gifting. And that's something that we should all strive for. We want to be faithful not only to God, but faithful to our brothers. Right. With Samson, I also saw the faithfulness through his Nazarite vows. He was born for a purpose, and he followed that through his life, you know, the Nazarite vows. So, Yeah, I think Paul ties in with that, too, because not only the Nazarite vow, Mm, but but also the way that he looked at Timothy and the way that he treated Titus. He was faithful to their history and how they were raised, their backstory, on circumcision for Timothy, but not circumcision for Titus. Right. So it's like, even though he pointed out this isn't a requirement, he still held people accountable because there's that faithfulness to the Old Testament. Yep. So I think that's huge. Definitely. From there, the big thing that a lot of times we don't think about because we get so caught up in day-to-day life is that we want to leave a legacy or we want to build a legacy. Right. So we need to invest in not only our friendships and our brotherhoods, but we need to build something that's going to last. I wrote Samuel down in building a legacy. 
an ally that brings you, that helps you find who you are and really pushes you to be the person that God has called you to be, whether it be a mentor, a leader, a protector, or someone that's just on the side praying for you. Right. I mean, I think Samuel did a really great job of demonstrating that. Mm-hmm. He, the gatekeeper thing with, oh, yeah. with David, he put him in the court so that he could train him to be a king before anybody else knew that he was going to be the king. Right. Like he was really that, setting that, that is building a legacy. Yeah, he was setting that <laughs> legacy up really well. And then you see the same thing with Paul and Timothy. Right. Paul really grooms Timothy to carry on his mission. Once Paul is imprisoned and then, you know, knows he's going to be killed. Exactly. He sets Timothy up to kind of take over. So like that mentor, mentoree relationship that we talked about with Rich, that's such a big part of being an ally because you have to leave that when either your mission changes, if God moves you somewhere else, or if you're physically moved somewhere else, or if, you know, you do pass on or Mm -hmm. you just get to a different season of life. Yeah. You have to make sure that whatever God's working right now carries on. One of the things I wrote down in the uh, episode with Timothy was that in building a legacy. So building a legacy takes takes a different role when you've got people in the background praying. And I wrote, where would I be without my mom? (laughs) If my mom wasn't praying for me, what type of legacy would I be moving into if she wasn't praying for me? Because that's one of the things we talked about is having, having that mother figure that's praying for you and, and helping you along the way. Cause God's there. I mean, it's just, you've got to have people in that background. And so I think a little bit of my mom's building her legacy was that she was praying for her kid to not go this direction or that direction or to come back over here. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I think on the flip side of that, a lot of times as allies, we're thinking about, you know, this is something that I'm doing. And I I know that I'm really like goal driven. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't see the fruit of my labor, a lot of times I get discouraged. (laughs) I can understand that. The thing that you have to remember is that as you're praying for people, it may be years. It may be years. Before you see that come to fruition. So you're going to be doing a lot of things behind the scenes that is really imparting into someone or impactful in their life. And you yeah. may not realize it. Definitely. So don't get discouraged because you're praying and praying and praying. <laughs> and it and didn't praying happen for a it week. It doesn't happen, right? <laughs> so, you know. Because I know my mom prayed for me for years when I was in the Marine Corps. Right. And so, I mean, it didn't take fruition until eh, a few years even after that. Right. So, I mean. so big, big thing. From there... You have to remember that even though you're setting up for the future, we still have to overcome our past. Exactly. There's going to be stuff, family history, past (laughs) sins, stuff that we've struggled with, stuff that we've fallen over that we have to make sure that helps mold us for tomorrow. Yeah. But doesn't continuously beat us down. Exactly. Like Paul. (laughs) Paul, I mean, his past was a Christian killer. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he had to overcome quite a step, you know, to, to move forward where he was going. Exactly. Standing against the crowd. We get to lead through our own mistakes. Right. So these are things that Paul exemplified during right. that time period. I mean, I would have feared him. Yeah, no. And But that's the thing, though, is that I'm sure that, like, I have heard this told to other people, but I'm sure that when Barnabas and Paul were talking, Barnabas looked at Paul and said, that is your past, but it doesn't define you. Oh, yeah. That's not your future. Right. That's not how your future's written. I just heard that in one of my devos that I do. <laughs> yeah, it's we have somebody in our family that's going through some medical stuff, and yeah. not to go into a lot of detail, but he called me and was nervous about it. And I said, "This is this is serious, right? But it's not 
that's not how it's written. Like you have to know that you are going to overcome this. Mm-hmm. This is not the end of your story. That's not how that's got to be written. So, right. so don't fall into that trap of I'm hung up on this and I've struggled with this and I've struggled with this and I'm going to continue to fall for this because it's my past and I'm never going to get over it. Sometimes you're going to get over that stuff. Right. You may struggle with it for a long time. You may. But you're going to come through it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jonah's another Jonah. good example of that. Ran from God. <laughs> was racist. We covered that earlier. Yeah, I wrote down that uh, God calls and he will use you where you are, not where you think you should be. Yeah, that's right? good. Right? I mean, he calls you. He does, he's right where you're at, man. That's he right. doesn't care. He knows He knows what he has for you, right. not what you think he has for you. Exactly. He knows the answer. So, I mean, it, it's he's there. He's calling us. We used to say God equips the called. Right. He doesn't call the equipped. And so I think that's kind of that same thing. You know, he'll, yeah. he'll bring you out of stuff that you're in so that you can touch somebody that's in that stuff or is going to be in that stuff or you can keep somebody from that stuff. Definitely. So yeah. overcoming your past is something that can not only one help you, but can be a big blessing to the next person. And as you're overcoming your past, you've got to be obedient. Right. Which <laughs> right? We, we don't get to escape obedience just because we we're don't. walking in other stuff. Exactly. No, no, you don't. And I th- that's the, I, I always lean to grace, right? Because that's, like what God has done for me most recently is grace. You know, this is covered, this is covered, this is covered, but it still boils down to, you have to be obedient. Oh, you do. You can walk in grace, <laughs> but you still have to make the right decision. You still have to take the steps to do it. You know, right. you've got to be obedient in the following. One of the biggest obedience characters, Aaron. Yeah. We talked about Aaron was the face of obedience right up until he wasn't. Realistically, from Aaron's story, we saw that he helped create the golden calf. That was the the really only one of three or four times that he was disobedient, but that specifically kept him from it entering did. the promise. Land. I know. I listened to that again today, and I was like, "Woo, yeah. man, I forgot." <laughs> that was a good episode. It was that, that whole mountain thing. If, if you, you haven't, haven't re- <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to the Aaron episode, go back and listen. Because, and if you have listened to it, go back and re-listen to it again right. because it was really good listening to that again today. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then you got Jonah, you know, going, going, even though he doesn't want to go. I mean, that's obedience. I mean, he doesn't want to go. He tries every way possible not to go. And then he still has to go. Right. (laughs) So he just goes. And even, I mean, some of you may not have listened to it. You may have skipped over it because it was, uh, because it was a fun one, but. uh, It was a fun one. The Judas episode. We talk a lot about Judas and assuming that we are not right when we're talking about that his choice was to start the revolution and he was just misguided. Right. Hopefully we'll know soon. Hopefully. (laughs) It feels this way. When Jesus comes back. (laughs) If you look at from just the picture that was painted in the New Testament from the Gospels and Judas is the betrayer, you still can learn obedience from him because he was disobedient. And he was chosen to be disobedient. He walked (laughs) as a disciple, made that decision to, to betray Jesus and you see that it cost him his life. You know, he didn't he didn't get the money. He didn't keep right. the money that he was given. Yeah. He ended up hanging himself. Right. Like that's a, a really big statement in disobedience. And you can sometimes learn from other people's mistakes. Oh, so, most definitely. I've done that a few times. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, with that, that that takes us if you don't have obedience, you're gonna face consequences. You will have consequences. And I think of all of our characters, our our biggest consequences would probably be Abraham and Sarah. I would agree. You know? And, and- and Aaron. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All three of them, I think, were the biggest major, uh, consequences. Major issues. I think Abraham and Sarah, for Sarah, it probably affected her personally a little right. bit more than Abraham. Abraham really, 
I think his heart hurt when Ishmael was kicked out. When right. He, when he had to make it. It did. Yeah, I'm sure. But realistically, that decision has affected millions of people since then. Right. So that's a huge, huge thing. And you, you have those consequences that come generationally sometimes until you learn to overcome what your family of origin has done. That's a that's going to be a, a problem. So remember that consequences can be passed down. And we hinted on we hinted on that with Abraham and Isaac. I heard a Levi Lusco message last week that talked about that. When Abraham gave the birthright to Isaac, mm-hmm. it says that he gave him everything he had. What Levi talks about is that whole Abimelech situation where he doesn't just get the good things. He, he gets, gets the, the good <laughs> He gets the I'm nervous that right. my wife is really beautiful and right. I'm afraid somebody's going to steal her, so I'm going to lie to the king and say that she's my sister, which is what he did. And <laughs> and like when hearing <laughs> Levi put it that way, I'm like, hmm. "Whoa." Right. Like we talked about it a little bit at the end of that episode, but realistically, like it really ties in and we used to talk about generational curses, which I don't love right. that terminology. I don't either. But there are consequences that mm-hmm. if you don't know better than to walk out of decisions that were made in the past and correct stuff, right? especially when you get into like family emotions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. until you learn to correct those things on your own, you're going to you're going to trip on those same things. And so that's one of those unintended consequences that we see in Abraham and Sarah. Right. So I wrote down um, just something from consequences and generational stuff is that look at the difference in the world the impact of two brothers, Christianity and Islam. And so you look at two religions, right? It's amazing to see the impact of two consequences from Abraham and Sarah and then the two brothers and where we are in the world today from their effect thousands of years ago. Right. I'm like, that's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's consequences for the actions that were taken at the time of trying to do your own thing, putting your will into God's will. You know, instead of taking God's will into your will, they were trying to impart their will into God and say, we got it handled, we'll do it this way, or we'll do it that way, or we'll do it this way, when they were always wrong. (laughs) Right. We can speed this up. Right, exactly. Yeah. We We can make it go a little faster. We don't have to wait. We don't don't need to wait. (laughs) We don't need you. We can figure it out quicker. We're smarter than you are. Just give us your idea. We'll just run with it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Poor. So, and the, I mean, the, we talked about it with obedience, but Aaron, major consequence, didn't yeah. see Canaan. I know. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is Aaron Aaron made the golden calf and yeah. God said, well, you're the high priest and I'm still going to bless you, but there's a consequence to your action. Exactly. That you're you're going to get to Mount Horeb. Yep. And that's it. That's all. So. You can see it in a distance. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's, boy, that will preach right there. You Your consequences may end up being you can see the finish line, but you're not going to cross it. All in all, let's do the quick 45-second recap. This season, season one, allies, characteristics of an ally. You need to be in control of your emotions. Walk in boldness. Have accountability. Build relationships. Show faithfulness. Work on a legacy. Overcome your past. Be obedient. Or face the consequences. We'll see you guys in a few months. Thanks for joining us today on Salt and Rock. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to us at saltplusrock at gmail.com. That's all letters, S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K at gmail.com. If you'd like to become a contributor to Salt Plus Rock, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com slash saltplusrock. 
Once again, all letters, S-A-L-T-P-L-U-S-R-O-C-K, where you can give a contribution as small as $5. Hey, every little bit helps.